Welcome to Finding the More Ministries. In this series, Knowing More of God, we will take a look at the different attributes of our Heavenly Father. Join us each week as we experience more of Him. And now for this week's thought. On our last episode of To Know God More, we will look at our gracious and merciful Father. Wow, it's hard to believe it's been 12 weeks, yet here we are on our last week of To Know God More. God has so many characteristics. There are so many things that we can look at or discuss or talk about God, but I try to pull out the attributes for us to focus on, to remind us of who our God is so that we can know more of Him. And that's why I say for the last week, our gracious and merciful Father. Because other than the fact that at the very beginning we kicked it off knowing that God loves us, because we have to understand that first. We have to understand that God loves us and He loves us unlike human love because He is love. He is not a conditional lover. It is not based on our performance, but He just loves us because he is love the same thing is for our last week here god is gracious and merciful and he is gracious and merciful because that is who he is it is nothing that we deserve it is nothing that should be bestowed upon us but yet because our god is gracious and merciful we get to experience that grace and mercy throughout our lives. So let's start off by discussing what grace and mercy is and then how God demonstrates those things towards us. So if we look at grace, Merriam-Webster defines it as unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. Biblically is defined as to find favor in the eyes of someone or to be accepted. Mercy is defined by Merriam-Webster as compassion or forbearance shown especially to an offender. Biblically, when we look at mercy, mercy is God's choice to not hold us to a penalty we owe and God's willingness to be merciful to the poor or the hurting. So basically, unmerited mercy is shown by God because He is gracious. If we look at Proverbs 3 and 34, it says, Surely He scorneth the scorners, but He giveth grace unto the lowly. God gives grace unto the lowly. That is part of a way in which he demonstrates his mercy unto us. Back in the very beginning of scripture, it says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. That's Genesis 6, 8-9. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You see, the Lord looked down on earth and all of creation was corrupt. Man was doing whatever he wanted to do, however he wanted to do it, and had become evil. But then he saw Noah, 
He said, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And because Noah walked with God, and he was a just man and perfect in his generation, God saved Noah and his family through the ark. He showed grace unto Noah and his family. If we look in Psalms 84:11, it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And that's exactly what he did for Noah and his family. He was a shield. He gave grace and glory unto him because he walked uprightly with the Lord. See, God's grace towards us is extended to us because he loves us. Generally speaking, because God is a gracious father, he extends mercy to those who are cast down or hurting. It is a demonstration of many of God's attributes all in one, such as his love, his kindness, his compassion. It's all of those things put together which make him gracious and merciful unto us. And throughout the scripture, we'll learn of God's grace shown to his people. When you go through the Old Testament, you read time and time again where the children of Israel continually went against God, continually forgot their ways and started to worship idols. And rather than just wipe them all out or turn from them, he continued to show them grace. He continued to be merciful to them and give them opportunities to repent and to turn back to him so that he could be their gracious father. In Zechariah 12 and 10, he says, And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. This was God's foreshadowing of Christ to come. It was him letting his people know that he was going to demonstrate grace to them and that mercy was coming, that they did deserve judgment because of what they had done, how they had turned, but yet he was going to send away through his grace so that mercy could be demonstrated upon them. And when Jesus came to this earth, when he came to dwell with us, Jesus himself was grace. And it tells us in Luke 2 and 40, it says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. God's grace was on his son. If we look at John 1.14, it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then if you skip down to verse 16, 17, it says, And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And if you look at it, it says, And it was grace for grace. And I know many times I think, well, what does that exactly mean, grace for grace? What he's saying is, is Jesus himself was grace. He was full of God's grace. And he not only extended grace 
to his people and to those who accept him, but he also gave himself. So it is grace for grace. Jesus gave himself because of his grace to us that we might have grace. In Romans 3, 24 through 25, it says, Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Do you see that? Through the forbearance of God. Remember our definition for mercy? It is the forbearance. So basically, by mercy, because he is merciful. In Romans 5, 17, it says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So while Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and brought sin to mankind, and therefore we were all condemned to pay the penalty of our sin, God, through Jesus Christ, made the sacrifice that would cover it all and forbear grace unto us. In 1 Corinthians 15.10, it says, By the grace of God I am what I am, and His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So even our own very actions for Christ are not of us, but of the God within us through His grace. The reason we need to make sure we understand what grace and mercy is, and that our God is a gracious and merciful Father, is so that we can be reminded in today, when we struggle, when we go through difficulties, we can know that our gracious and merciful Father is with us. In 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, it says, And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmity. How it's having forbearance shown, especially to an offender. We are all an offender. We all have sinned. We all have fallen short. But God, through His grace, has decided through the blood of Jesus Christ to demonstrate mercy towards us. That rather than us paying the penalty for our sins, Jesus came and he took our sins and he bore the penalty for us. He took our lashes. He, he, he was spat upon. He was smacked. He had a crown of thorns pierced upon his head. And then he outstretched his arms and surrendered his life and said, It is finished on the cross so that we could have full mercy for our sins if we would simply accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's why we must know that our Father is gracious and merciful. We must know that we can go to Him and we can ask for forgiveness and we can ask Him to redeem us and to keep us and He will because He is gracious and merciful. 
So when you're going through difficult times, when you feel like you've made the thousandth mistake and how in the world could he ever forgive you again, remember that your gracious Father in heaven sent his only Son to demonstrate mercy upon you because he loves you that much. The Finding a More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or on any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.